0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to talk about uh, the news today. You would have seen at the front pages of the papers uh, that there may be changes afoot to Ireland's uh, abortion laws. After this is. Uh, after a review was carried out uh, into those laws, uh, a number of recommendations have been made, including uh, an abolition of the three-day waiting period and an increase to the 12-week upper limit uh, during which you can access abortion services. Uh, Karen Sugru is from Together uh, for Yes. Uh, she joins me now. Uh, Karen, you're very welcome to the show, Together for Access, rather, Um do, do you support it's, these? It's
1: sorry, Kieran, it's together for safety. Together for safety. Third time's a charm.
0: Third time's the charm. Tell me this, Karen, Uh do you uh, agree with these changes that have been recommended? Would you like to see the, the three-day wake-on and the 12-week upper limit increased?
1: Yes, of course I would. Um, and you won't be surprised at all to hear me say that. Um, but I suppose really what I want to, to people to hear today is that, first of all, the report hasn't been published yet, so we're waiting for it. Um we're we've been given kind of we've been drip fed pieces of it by the Minister for Health um, and we, we believe that these things are going to be recommended in it. And we're very happy about that. But these are not new recommendations. And I really think it's very important that we look back on where all of these things come from. So this started in 2017 with the Citizens' Assembly. Then in 2018, we had obviously the very robust national discussion around repeal. All of these things were discussed then. In the last year and a half, We've had the Irish Family Planning Association, the Irish Human Rights and Equality Commission, the Irish Council for Civil Liberty, Amnesty, the Abortion Rights Campaign, the Women's Council, the Council of Europe Internationally, World Health Organization and the United Nations all calling for these things. But these aren't new and yes, I am very pleased that they are going to be published as part of Maria okay. fantastic report.
0: So we're, we're waiting for publication for the report and yep. the justification uh, uh, for changing these will be set out therein. But you, you have your own view on whether they, they ultimately chime with that report. We wait and see. So what, what, from a together for safety point of view, what, what's the rationale, the argument in favour of the three day limit, getting rid of that, for example?
1: Well, the three-day limit is really quite, it's paternalistic and it's offensive, but the Irish Family Planning Association just published this week a report which shows that 97% of women and pregnant people do not change their mind because before they go, they've made up their mind. Now, it is utterly offensive and disrespectful to require this, but also the logistics are very difficult because it means that you have to go twice to a doctor in a three-day period. Now, Um, If you are local to a GP, that's okay, but there's large parts of the country in which people cannot access abortion care in their local GPs, so they have to travel long journeys twice. And I really do have to add that there are protesters outside a lot of GPs that are offering these services. The protesters are now carrying recording equipment to record who is going and when they are going. So we've got a really difficult situation here and abolishing the three-day waiting period helps uh, women and pregnant people. It it maintains their privacy, it maintains confidentiality, but it is respectful to a person's right to choose, which is what we voted for in 2018.
0: Eilish Mulroy is with us as well, spokesperson uh, for the Pro-Life campaign. Uh, Eilish, you're welcome to the show as well. Um, I I, I take it, you would not be supporting uh, any relaxation of the restrictions to access. Why?
1: Well, your
2: previous contributor talked about the robust debate, uh, Kieran, that we had before the abortion referendum. And I think it's it's very important to remember uh, what promises were made to the Irish people. Um, indeed, just this afternoon, the teacher himself had said he would be reluctant to make some of these sweeping changes, these really extreme changes Because the people who voted yes in 2018, many of them uh, voted yes based on some of the elements that the review now proposes to remove, like the three-day period of reflection uh, for women. Um, For example, Senior uh, Minister Simon Coveney at the time of the referendum uh, spoke publicly about how uh, he was comfortable voting yes, given those limited safeguards in the law. But, you know, the biggest thing uh, really that we need to be talking about is the abortion numbers. We know now, given what the Minister for Health said on on radio a couple of weeks ago, that we have nearly 28,500 abortions have happened in Ireland since the law changed. Um, And given those numbers, staggering numbers, much, much more than anyone would have anticipated, and much, much more than the the voters were reassured, remember, by government ministers that the numbers would be quite low. Uh, Given those numbers, the proposals being brought forward by Minister Donnelly, uh, if the reports are true, uh, in the are really, really horrifying. Um, and if you look at what that, let's look at what that situation is an abortion rate of 8,500 last year. That's one baby being aborted for every seven babies being born. Mm. These are massive numbers, but not just numbers. There are children, ch- a child or children missing from preschool classes all over the country. Um, eight and a half thousand abortions, or 28. 1,500 abortions in the first four, e- four years. It's equivalent to the population of Kilkenny City. These are staggering, staggering figures. And the review was a, an opportunity uh, for the government to address those numbers okay. and promote positive support for uh, women in unplanned pregnancy and bring some humanity back into the law. There's lots of things that aren't included. For example, when a number of TDs proposed a bill to mandate that doctors who have to admi- would, would have to administer pain relief to babies before late-term abortion, the Minister for Health said at the time, then it would be considered at review stage. So where is the
0: consideration of that? Well, let, where is let, the consideration yeah. of other let, 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 me Karen, sorry, we yeah, let, let me go back to Karen. Sorry, yeah. let me go back to Karen on, on that broader point. Karen, it wouldn't have just been Simon Coveney. He would have been representative of, of, of people who voted for yes. And a part of the reason they did, some of them, not all of them, not absolutely all of them, but some of them would have voted yes because of these safeguards, because they were put in place. It, it, it's a bit disingenuous to remove them now.
1: Well, I I think that there's a little bit of rewriting of history happening. Um, So I think what we have to remember is that the discussions about things like the three-day waiting period and all of that didn't happen really until afterwards, um, when there was debates around the piece of legislation as it would be formed, and that was after. So what we voted for, we got. Now, I really have to, to stress, last year, um, the Women's Council uh, ran a piece of research and what they found was that 80% of people now, so that was 2022, four years after repeal, uh, feel that nobody should have to travel abroad to access abortion care. 71% agree that abortion should, should be treated like any other medical procedure and not a matter for the criminal law and 79% of doctors should said doctors should be trusted mm. to provide abortion care based on clinical judgment and best practice. So what we see very clearly there is that people are very happy with Uh, the operation of of the the abortion law as it stands, but there are problems with it. And we need to, what is being suggested now in the report, will iron out those problems. And I think that that's very important. And I really want to talk about particularly the people who have to travel um, for abortions for medical reasons. Um, huge numbers are still travelling and people don't know that. And they had to travel all the way through the pandemic as well. And I think that anybody who is uncertain where they stand on this should go to the report um, on the Termination for Medical Reason website and read the harrowing and distressing and traumatising impact that having to travel has on people who are faced with this. And we really we we voted very clearly in 2018 that nobody should have to travel and people are still having to travel every single week.
0: Irish are we failing is the state failing those women by not providing safe access to abortion for them at home in their own country?
2: Look here, Karen, Karen is quoting organizations like the National Women's Council and the Irish Family Planning Association. Both organizations are on the record in fact, I think on your program, even as saying that they are in favour of late-term abortion for for any reason. In fact, no gestational limits at all. So, just for listeners to explain what that means, you're talking about abortion up till up till nine months of pregnancy. Yeah, so you're talking I, of I, I off the top years. of my head
0: now, I don't know what the Irish Women's Council's position is on late-term abortion. So we won't get into a debate about that.
2: Okay. Well, one thing that is sure that that the Minister for Health has met with all of these groups who are looking for much more extreme abortion um over the course of the last couple of years and as a result of that we have a review that we've received today or well reports of course today to be out next week that's very biased and flawed He he regularly met with uh, pro-abortion advocacy organisations, and you know, really refused and failed to meet with people who have a different perspective. And I'll give you another example of the failure within this report: the UNPAC study, which is a big piece of research which has informed the review carried out by Catherine Conlon um, from Trinity, who who herself was involved in the repeal debate campaign recommended removing the three-day period of reflection yet it failed to interview a single woman who availed of the three-day period of reflection and we know that there are nearly four thousand women who went for the first appointment and didn't attend the second appointment they didn't all change their minds but many of them did and there's probably people listening to this program holding babies in their arms who availed of that period of reflection i think that if this report the extreme measures in this report were to go any further we'd probably start to hear more from those women and we'll certainly see a big pushback from from you know from the, the middle ground because many many people who voted yeah. yes to the abortion I, or referendum in 2018 did it based on these very limited safeguards I, um, yeah. and and pro life people will certainly be responding to it including marching in Dublin next bank holiday Monday at okay. uh, two o'clock in Stephen Green it's going to be a big march for life in response to this. To this we got, we got you, you got
0: the plug-in that's important thing hey, Irish listen thanks a million for joining us Irish Mulroy's the spokesperson for the pro-life campaign and Karen Sugru from together for safety Karen thanks a million for joining us uh, as well uh, while we were uh, discussing